Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Dallas Montague, and here in the studio today, we have another amazing guest, Joseph Newcomb. Joseph is calling from Denmark today. How are you, Joseph? I'm good. Thanks, Dallas. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I was checking out your Instagram a little bit today before our call, and you have a lot of art. Can you just tell our listeners just a little bit about that before we get into all of our conversation today? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so my art was something that kind of came out recently. I'm 26 years old, so I, when I was 21, 22, I, I just there was there was a time in my life where I needed some outlet of creativity, and I became hooked. Uh, and my art has basically been been doing that for. Yeah, almost four years, almost every day, just consistently. And just it's been a way to release stress and to release things that I don't even know I, I have. And now I'm actually in my first gallery in New York this week. So I'm in an exhibition wow. called the Vanderplas Gallery in New York. So it's like my first exhibition, like big exhibition, which I'm really excited to be a part of. What style would you say your art is? Like Van Gogh style or another style? More of like a Basquiat kind of like I don't have any technical background, so I just paint off emotion and color and what I feel and, and spirit. I like to think of my work as a is as something that comes from within, and that's really what, I, I don't know what I'm doing when I paint, but I know it's coming from something. I think we all know, but, <laughs> but uh, that's awesome. And so you're using paint brushes, right? Yeah, no. So mostly it's uh, it's paintbrushes so I mean paintbrushes and I use a lot of acrylic and also like mixed media so sometimes I'll use pastels or chalk or um, sometimes I'll mix other mediums but mostly it's acrylic I like acrylic because it dries the fastest and it's it's cheaper than oil um, which is what what most traditional paintings were made with with oil and it takes a long time to dry with oil Uh, but yeah I like acrylic okay great well Joseph you seem very cool you seem very interesting and so we're going to talk about your book today, A Book for Young Men, Love Yourself. And I think this is super powerful. There are so many young men out there who need a strong foundation, who need to know the Lord, their identity. We've been talking about it in the last few episodes of our understanding of we are a bride to the bridegroom, Jesus Christ, and things like this. And so I'm really excited to see what you're going to bring to us today in our audience. And so before we talk about this, can I have you share just a little bit about your personal testimony, how you became a Christian, why you still follow God today? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably not so straightforward like most, I mean, every, every journey is unique in its own way, but um, you know, I I grew up, I'm from California. I grew up in Huntington beach and I I, I can remember like the, I can remember exact day when my life changed. And that was probably when I was 13 maybe 12, I think I was 13 at a camp. And I just remember that, you know, the classic, you know, surrendering your life type thing to Jesus. And I didn't really know what I was doing at the time, but I just remember in sitting in that service and, and 
surrendering something and giving up myself. And I just remember I haven't been the same, like the way I see the world and what I value and like material wise hasn't been the same since that day. Um, so I, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> it's, and then, and from there it's been ups and downs for the last since, yeah, 16 years. Yeah. So it's been, it's been, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that day for, I don't know, something just changed in me when I, when I surrendered and I said like this, this is, the, I want to follow, follow Christ and I want to see where this t- takes me, not really knowing what that meant, but, mm-hmm. but I know it changed something, what my values, my principles, it literally changed the core of who I was. And I still remember it. I was 13 years old, which is crazy when I think back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course I've been swayed and of course I've gone down and had disbeliefs and, and, but at the end of the day, there's still something in me that know there's something more. Yeah, yeah. You saying that makes me think back to when I was baptized around 13 as well. And then later, like I would say five years later or six years later, I said to my dad, like, wow, I know so many things now that I didn't know then. I wish I could get baptized again. And just, you know, just like we say in the Christian world. And he's like, well, Dallas, that's the point. You surrender your life to Jesus and then you get to know him more. Like that's the point. Mm. And it changed my perspective. Like, wow, you're right. I don't need to get baptized again. What I did was true. It was a true moment in my heart. I made the decision and now you get to get to know him more for the rest of your life. And that really stuck with me when I was, you know, I don't know, 18 years old or so. It really helped. Mm. Yeah. That's the cool thing too is it, it, it's, it is like a relationship. It just, it's like wine, you know, it kind of grows and it, it gets ages. And then the deeper you get, the more, yeah. And it's, it's funny because I mean, I would like to consider it as a, it is a relationship is what it is. It's, it's, and it's, it's ultimately a sacrifice. And um, I, I don't, I, I think that the spirit, once the spirit's in you, it, it, there's something that changes with you and the way you see the world. I think that was just, you can't, if if you have this spirit, you know there's this spirit, and you can feel, it and people can see it on you, and mm-hmm. and yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't know where I'm, I don't know where I'm going with that, but <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely, I definitely agree. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. America has been blessed above the nations of the world, and has been a towering figure the land of opportunity that has attracted and inspired people from around the world to come to its shores, to seek out a better way of life. Yet with all of that blessing that is given to this country, our people have not really understood that it all came from the hand of our great God. America, especially this present generation, does not seem willing to pause and seriously ponder just what it is that this country came to be such a blessing and why it has been given so much. Find your copy of American in Prophecy, by Garfield Gregor. Facing challenges in marriage in spite of all your efforts or looking for a way to enhance your relationship or preparing for marriage or just desiring to make your marriage more blissful? Then this book is for you. The Plan of God for Your Marriage by Dr. Ruby Ibekwe. Check this book out at www.drrubynewbook.com That's www.drru bynewbook.com or amazon.com and so back to your book here so what led you into writing a book titled love yourself for young men what what led into the writing of this (laughs) 
Yeah, so I'll try to keep it short and sweet. But uh, the bottom line is that I, I wrote a book for myself because I needed to love myself. Uh, <laughs> I was at a point in my life where I was broken. Uh, I basically was just on my knees. Basically, I didn't know what the heck I wanted uh, or what I was or who I was. I'd lost my identity in a way. And I was 20, 20, yeah, 20 years old. And so I was, I've lived in, you know, like I said, I've grown up in California, but I actually studied abroad. I moved to Sweden. Um, and when I moved to Sweden to study and stuff, I, I, my, my, my values, my principles were completely shaken and tested. And, and I still struggle with this today. Like even like it's, it's every day I struggle with this, but it's still, it, it, there was a point in my life and I was in a relationship with a girl and I was unfaithful and, I was just all over the place. I wanted the, I wanted different pieces of different cakes and I just was broken and, and I had been journaling and stuff, but there was just a point in my time where I needed to let something out. But I ultimately wrote the book for myself and for my younger brother, Grant, who was at the time, I think he was 16 and probably going through similar stuff and needed some guidance. Mm -hmm. Like many young men are today. I think there's so many things against young Christian men. We can say media, you know, that's a huge thing against young men, I would say. And so I think it's great that you wrote a book to help yourself, to help your brother. And of course, it helps many, many other people who read it as well. Thank you. Yeah. And what would be the biggest thing you think that brings men away from their identity, from their true created identity? I would say themselves. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, we, 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 I would say it's their environment too. I think mm -hmm. there's some things that if you're in a bad environment, then, then you're ultimately going to become your, you're going to become a product of your environment, but you also have a conscious choice mm -hmm. to, to control your environment. And I think that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Another thing I see here about your book is that it's written for us to have a relationship, to understand the importance of relationship in a young man's life. And so what would you say how important are relationships? Can you talk about that for our listeners? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I guess like to start off with the book, I didn't want to like, I wrote the book for Christians. I mean, it has a Christian standpoint, but I actually didn't write it. I wrote it for everyone. I, and that was kind of my point too. I didn't want to scare off anyone. I wanted people to really to look at what the what is a relationship and how do we value what a real relationship, both with what our, with ourselves, but also with the people around us, our parents, our our, our, what a significant others, whatever, whoever it is, your, your, your dog, like those relationships, those environments, that is basically everything that we have. Like that is what is, what is really at the end of the day is most important because it doesn't matter when you die, what you, when you die, the material that you have really doesn't matter. It's about those connections and those relationships that you've made throughout your journey. And when you become so, when, when the biggest relationship is, is destroyed and then you don't when you don't have I mean the most important relationship is yourself and yourself is with God and in the Lord and like that, that that relationship is yourself and if you don't take care of yourself you can't take care of anyone else and if you're not true with yourself then you're not gonna be true with anyone else and you're gonna lie to yourself <laughs> and you're gonna lie to others and and I think for me specifically like I was lying to myself for a long time and I knew I was lying to myself too like it, it's funny because I knew there was this, this guilt this shame and this 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 thing that I know that excuse me sorry um yeah so i don't know where i was yeah, kind of going on a rant there but <laughs> it makes me think of another story that something i love to preach to young people here in brazil we call them jovens which is like young adults 
And I mm. talk back to that story in Mark chapter 2 of the paralytic man who his four friends carried him to Jesus. Do you remember that story? Where they he was on a cot, he was paralyzed, couldn't walk, and his four yes, friends yes. brought him to the city, dropped him through the ceiling to be healed by Jesus. And something mm. I like to preach and to remind young people is that, hey, who are you surrounding yourself around? Like you say, you're a product of your environment. If you're surrounding yourself with people who have bad influence, are they going to carry you to the feet of Jesus when you need true help? Or are they going to be the ones that are already there trying to get into the front row to see Jesus? You know, from my perspective, these four friends carried this man. It's not easy to carry a man. It's not easy to carry a man on a roof, you know. Who knows what the weather was that day, but they they took the roof off. When they could have been listening to what Jesus was saying. And so I want to surround myself with people who carry me to the feet of Jesus. And I want to be one of those friends to my friends who would carry them as well. And I think that's a, a great point in relationship. Mm. Yeah, and if, and if, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do we need to be aware of when creating relationships in our lives? I think intentions actually are a big, I didn't write that in my book, but I think intentions are very, very important. Um, because if you do something with, with the wrong intention or if the intention of you can harm yourself and you can also harm others. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. Yeah. You also mentioned here in the book that you offer interpersonal stories that impact a young man. And how can you explain a little bit more about this? Some real life stories that you lived through, you walked through that can help other people. Yeah. So, I mean, the stories, I wrote it in a way because I actually had started journaling. Like, a lot of the book was actually journals before I even it took me so I wrote the book when I was 20 and it took me about five years to really put it out there but I had there was a point where like we actually the majority of it was written in three weeks but there was like there was pieces of puzzles I had been journaling since I was 19 so there has been some some it was easy to put together because I had the skeleton there um, but but those those relation those those relationships and those experiences uh, interpersonal experiences and also um, like a lot of traveling and meeting new people, those those experiences, um, they're in the book. But I try, to, I kind of write it metaphorically because I, I like to tell stories. I tell it's mm-hmm. the book's divided into stories, and it's almost like how the Bible was written. It wasn't like I tell a story and then I give a lesson, and I give so then I give a validation and a, a reason why that story is important and why you should. And it's kind of broken up, and it's it's kind of an abstract piece actually. So. Mm-hmm. Kind of like your art, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like my art. My art is all over the place. You know, it's 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 messy, but it, it, there's some order to it in the chaos. Uh, so you, a lot of different colors, and yeah, and it, it's the same thing as my book, really, and my personality, and probably the way I talk as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and with with this a little bit more, um, I can't have you here and have you not share one of those stories for our listeners. Do you yes. just have one story off the top that you can you can share with us? Yeah, I'd love to. So this, this story here is, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. So I'm on, I'm on the plane. So I had just broken up with my girl. Yeah. I just broken up with my girlfriend at the time, uh, or I don't really remember exactly how it, you know, what, what, you know, when, in those, <laughs> when you have emotional mm-hmm. breakdowns and stuff, you, I don't know what, yeah. what, what's true or not, but in my head, that's what happened. So basically I, I, I was honest with myself and, and honest with her and, uh, I was on a plane actually back. I was catching a plane. So I was living in Manchester in the UK at the time. And I was on a plane. I don't know exactly the route, but I was going back to the U.S. because that was where my family was. And I, I just needed to clear my head and, and get back on my feet again and find my roots. And on this plane, um, 
I was looking into, I was looking into this, the, the seat, like there's this seat, this, there's a sign that says like, what is, if, if, in case of emergency, blah, 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 you know, like the, they always do those on planes where they have this exit strategy stuff. And I'm like sitting there in the back of the plane about to take off. I'm like, I had just lost all faith. I'm like, my relationship with Jesus, my relationship with myself, my relationship with my girlfriend, my relationship with my, my peer, like people, everything was just falling apart. And in that moment, I was like, what is my exit strategy if this plane just crashes and everything goes to hell? I had, what do I do? And the only thing I could think of in that moment was to create a short movie, <laughs> which is so funny. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, God, if you're real or anything close to being real, you're going to give me a short movie. And so the next day, I asked, that was the prayer I said. It was like this all or nothing with God. And the next day, I, I landed back in California, and I went to a coffee shop, and I met this guy named Steven. And we're really good friends, and he's the one who's inspired me to write the book, actually. But anyways, he comes up to me, and he touches my shoulder in Starbucks. And he, he pats me on the shoulder, and he says, like, Joe, how, how was church? And at that was something, like, out of all the met people in the world, this guy to come up to me, pat me on the shoulder, and, like, he sent this, like, tingly thing. I don't even know what it was, but it was, like, all of my senses were just, like, shock. I was shocked. It was, like, electrical shock. That's the best way to describe it. Um, and I kind of ignored it and then like 15 minutes went by and then he actually came up to me and started talking to me and, and, and basically we became friends, but the next day we met and he, he, we were walking along the beach, short, short, short story, short story, short, basically, um, we, we just had a great conversation, but he actually had a camera with him and he was like, Hey, do you want to short shoot a short film? And I, I couldn't believe it because that prayer that I had said just about 24 hours ago had happened and I was in awe and I was just broken down, like all that weight all that guilt, all that stress, like it, it, it was gone instantly. And I just started crying, I think, at that time. That's amazing. A real life story that we can relate to, I think. I think many people can. I had that down, that I call it rock bottom for me because my life was destroyed in that moment. And I called out to God, if you save me from this hell, from this life of sin, I will serve you. And he did. He picked me up when I was still in my mess. I was in, a, I was in an addiction. I was a drug addict. And God picked me up and saved my life. And he answered that prayer, and I was like, wow, now i got to serve him. And I really made a decision, for the rest of my life, I will serve God. And that's been about five years ago. And I've never looked back. I can never change anything. And it's, it's so good. It's so important what we plant into our lives. What we, I'm so happy for you that you made that decision, and you laid it down, and you said that desperation prayer. I think God answers desperate prayers. He respects desperate prayers. And he answers them because it's from the heart. It's amazing. Mm. It's funny. It's funny too that because I think in that moment, like that point, I literally didn't. I wanted to give up on everything at that point. Mm -hmm. I didn't care about God. I didn't care about myself. I didn't care about anyone. Like I literally had not. I wasn't loving myself at all. And it's it's interesting because I I really didn't have anything or anyone. But the fact that <laughs> that that prayer was answered, like there was. Everything was on the line, you know, like it was just anyway, there's no debating anything there yeah. at, at that point. Yeah, we can look all throughout scripture. There are people who prayed desperate prayers. It's amazing. And God was faithful because of your faith. You are healed. You had faith there to pray that prayer. God, you are my last resort. You're my last straw. I have nothing else. Answer me. And he did. It's amazing. So many times. And for those people out there who are struggling today. 
in your life, if you're in that place where, where Joe was or where I was, call out to God. Don't wait to clean yourself off and then answer him and then call out to him. Do it today. There's no need to wait. So, Joe, thank you so much for the things that you shared today. Where can we find this book? Oh, yeah, you can find my book on Amazon uh, or any like Barnes & Noble type place. Uh, you can find it looking up Love Yourself, Joseph Newcomb, or you can go to my website, which is www.joenewcomb.com, and there you'll okay. find all the projects that I'm working on and some of my art and all that. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you also tell us your Instagram? Yeah, my Instagram is uh, J-C-E-N paint. So like, J- yeah, so my, my middle initials too, J-C-E-N paint. Okay, perfect. I'll put that link for the book, for the website, for the M- Instagram, for the Instagram, everything there. You guys can check out Joe's stuff, Joe's social media content. Joe, thank you so much for being here today. And if I can have you end the podcast with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, of course, Dallas. Yeah, uh, you know, Heavenly Father, uh, I thank you for, for giving me the chance to speak to Dallas, and I thank you for his strength and, and also this opportunity to speak and to to spread a message that maybe I don't even know what it's about or what why why it's important, but I know it's important to, to someone out there, and I that's why I do what I do, just because I think it's it's important to share with others our experiences. And uh, thank you for having me. In Jesus' name. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.